Welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess, Empress Gaia, aka Gaia Morissette, your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your pro-dominatrix, your BDSM wellness specialist, and your high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. And I believe that the key to a happy, healthy, wealthy, epic, magical, and orgasmic life is letting go of fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. Human, the embracing fully the human experience, and of course, sexual wellness. I do this through speaking, training, and coaching. All right, let's talk about dating, babies. <laughs> All right, so before we get into this conversation, I think it's really important that um, we're going to specifically be talking about dating from a BDSM perspective. Okay, and so um, some of the things that I might say or get into may be a little extreme. Um, so here's your content warning. If you're not in, in for the adventure of extreme, I highly recommend going and listening or watching one of my other videos or my other bot, another show on my podcast. Okay, <laughs> all right, because I'm not putting any filters on. BDSM dating. So the last episode I did was all on BDSM and the language and so that you were all on the same page. Um, so please go, if you're, if, if I start talking about things and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, please go watch episode 47 or listen to episode 47 because it goes into all the BDSM language and lingo so that you're on the same page as me. Okay. But for just quickly, BDSM stands for, Bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, or dominance and submission, or master-slave. And at the end of the day, it basically stands for all things kinky and exploratory <laughs> in the world of sexual development. Okay? So BDSM dating is where you really are dropping in to finding a play partner for uh, either an ongoing experience or for particular exploration that you're looking to do and a particular activity that you're looking to do. Um, so that's one aspect of BDSM dating. Another aspect of BDSM dating is that you are just kinky. You are kinky and this is a part of who you are and you are looking for a partner, whether that's one partner or many partners and they all need to be kink friendly or kink exploratory or in line with this, have the same kinks that you have, okay? So that's why we wanna have this kind of conversation about specific dating because it shows up very different than you just having vanilla dating. <laughs> right? Like how somebody feels about feet or uh, panty wearing or latex or blindfolds or um, dominance and submissions. This is all important stuff. And it's not something that you want to hide. And so I, I say this because so many of my clients that come see me are in the closet. They feel so much shame about their true sexual desires. They're, 
often I hear clients tell me that, you know, I really love my partner, but that I couldn't tell them that I'm into this because they may, they may disown me. They may not love me. They may, you know, not be with me anymore. And so that shame that we're, that so many people are carrying with them is interfering in their abilities to fully and truly surrender and be in love and really risk and be vulnerable in their relationship. So say you're single. Don't start your dating process from that place. If you are not vanilla, then don't do vanilla dating. (laughs) Okay? So I'm just going to say that. Own who you are, respect who you are, and find a person or people that will respect and adore you for who you exactly who you are. And kink and BDSM is a part of who you are, then that needs to be a part of who they are. Okay, so I just need to say that it's super important. All right. Know thyself. So when we're going into the world of dating, it doesn't matter whether we're doing poly dating, non-monogamy dating, monogamous dating, vanilla dating, BDSM dating, it all comes back to the most important thing in the dating, beginning the dating process is, wait for it, know thyself. (laughs) Know what you want. Know what you're looking for. Take the time to figure out who you are, What is it that you want? What kind of relationship are you looking for? Are you looking, are you, why are you dating? Are you looking for one night experience? Are you looking for an ongoing, you know, sexual experience? Are you looking for, you know, uh, a partner that you're going to, you know, build a relation, a life with? Are you looking for many partners? Like, what are you doing? Why are you starting the dating process? Are you just looking to get laid? So when we drop into the whole BDSM side, it's like, okay, so what are you looking for? Are you looking for a casual play partner? Are you looking for a submissive? Are you looking for a dominant? Are you looking for somebody that you can do exploration with? Are you looking for like just exploring a particular sexual um, act and, and wanting to experience one scene or a particular scene with one person or more than one person like what is your thing what are you doing why are you doing it okay super important because if you don't and this is really important being clear on what you're looking for makes this process helps your process to make sure that you're always in line with being safe sane and consensual And that's what we're looking for. We want to make sure that your experience is healthy and you feel good about it and everybody involved feels good about it. So super important. Be clear on what you're looking for. Now, often what happens is people are not clear. They're just horny. (laughs) They've been usually what this is what it looks like. Okay, and I'm going to share because I've been doing the BDSM dating recently because I've been on the hunt for uh, a submissive for my harem. And so I've been, you know, looking for my dream sub. Oh, my dream sub. (laughs) That works perfectly for what who I am and how I work and how my life works. Um, and so I've been in the world of BDSM dating re- recently, and so this is what happens. 
when people are not clear on what they're looking for, they come off as flighty, they come off as um, wishy-washy, um, you know, and in the BDSM world, there's really specific things that people are looking for and needing. And so as somebody who's a dominant, and we're going to, I'm going to actually do two particular podcasts. One's going to be find your dream submissive dating uh, episode. And then I'm going to do find your dream dominant (laughs) dating episode. Okay. So I'll dive deeper into those things in, in, you know, in some of those, in those two episodes, because it's a diving deep. But I want to share with you that when people aren't clear about what they want, it's not sexy. And it makes it hard for somebody else to negotiate and to step in with you when you don't know what it is that you're wanting. And if you're like, well, I'm not really clear on what I'm wanting, then drop into, I'm looking to do exploration. And these are the main things that I'm looking to explore. That at least is owning it and being clear about it. If you're like, ah, you know, I'm open for anything. Actually, I have a funny story about that. (laughs) So I started dating this boy last year and we were getting to know each other. And I asked him, I'm like, do you have any hard limits? And he's like, no, I don't have any hard limits whatsoever. And I'm like, everybody has hard limits. Are you sure you don't have any hard limits? He's like, no, I don't have any hard limits. I'm like, okay. So what about um, what about fart play? And what about, you know, scat? And what about eyeball licking? And what about, and so I started listing a bunch of stuff that's, you know, for many people are on their on their hard limits list. Now, now, if any one of those, by the way, if any one of those things that I just mentioned is your kink, I am not icking your wow, okay? That was not the point of it. But the point was that he thought he was totally open and he was totally free and liberated and that there was nothing that he wasn't willing to try. <laughs> Sorry. And we still have those conversations <laughs> on a regular basis. Like, so what about this? He's like, oh, I'll take this. <laughs> oh, come on, it might be fun. So it's really important that you take the time to figure out what are those things that you're like, oh, yeah, that doesn't turn me on. Or, oh, I think that might turn me on. And one of the ways to do that is to fill out a hard limits list. Um, I have a great one that I use with both my, my, my play partners as well as, uh, my clients. Um, so you, if you want to have access to that, I will set that up as a Google doc and you can da- a downloadable, um, document so that you can download it, but you have to go to my website to get it. So you'll have to go to the show notes on my website under my blog. Okay. And look for this episode here. Um, and then that way you can have access to it. And so you can fill it out. Okay. So 
in that process of filling out your own hard limits list and really dropping into like who you are, what you're looking for, how does that feel? What is that, you know, what are the thought processes? This makes it really clear about what it is that you're looking for. And then when you create your dating profile, whether that's on, oh, very important. You want to go to the world of kink to build your relationship with the kinky people in the world. They all hang out on a place called fetlife.com. And that link's in the description in the video as well as in the show notes, okay? And if you're not familiar with FetLife. And FetLife is basically Facebook for kinky people. And it's where, and it's all over the world. So no matter where you're living, where you're listening to me, there's kinky people around you. You just got to figure out how to find them. And FetLife helps you do that learns about, you know, FetLife goes about events and you can add personals and you can find other kinky people to, you know, play with, but also to have, you know, conversations with and mentorships and there's groups about everything. And, and so it's a really beautiful space actually um, to do your exploration. Okay. So if you're not familiar with FetLife, go play over at FetLife. All right. So now you know yourself, you know what you're looking for. And now you're creating your profile, right? And so I highly recommend FetLife being that space that you create your profile, find your local area and, and listen and follow the instructions of the threads of where you can put your personal of what you're looking for um, and then start that dialogue process. Now I have, I personally have a, a series of things that I do um, that work have worked very well for me, no matter what kind of dating, whether it's BDSM dating, non-monogamy dating, vanilla dating, it doesn't matter, Online in the online world, okay? So I always start with, in my profile, I ask a question. Anybody who's worth worth my time is very important to me that they read all of my profile. They didn't just check out my picture and thought I was super hot and that that's why they're responding. They actually took the time to read my profile because unlike just a regular hookup, um, by the way, I'm doing air quotes in that <laughs> for everybody who's listening, not watching. Um, for a regular hookup, it doesn't really matter if you know my whole story. Um, however, if I'm going to tie you up or you're going to tie me up, um, yeah, I need to know who you are, what you're about there's there needs to be trust trust needs to be established and this is an important piece of making sure that you have your protocols all right and that those protocols those safety protocols so for me or i call it the vetting process so i put a question in my ad they answer the question in my ad good you made it through the first the first gauntlet then the second thing is, is that I have a series of questions that, you know, gets me to know whether or not their personality is going to connect with me, right? Um, and for me, I'm, if you've spent any time with me, you know how playful and ridiculous and silly I am. So for me, fun. Fun is a big part of what is sexy for me, what is compatible for me. And so I have a series of fun questions and, um, you know, about vegetables and superpowers and all sorts of fun questions like that. And then from there, depending on what their answers are and can they drop into that space with me, then I have some other 
other questions that are like really important that I really know who I am and what I want and how it works. And so one of the main pieces of being in my harem is that you have to be okay with ethical non-monogamy. You have to have had some experience with it. You have to be okay with it. Not only just okay with it, it has to turn you on. And so I'll ask a series of questions that are related to that. And so I'm doing all this vetting process because first of all, I'm super busy <laughs> making the world a sexier place for you all. So I don't have a lot of time, right? Plus I have my harem of lovers that I have to, you know, have sex with. So I don't have much time, right? So I got to get through this process quickly. <laughs> so, so then I ask a series of questions that goes well. And then we move over to having a phone conversation. And for me, in that phone conversation will really give me a really good indicator of whether or not we have some compatibility. You know, like, is the conversation easy? Is it awkward and weird? Is it, do I pick up, and this is where we drop into listening to, through the process, we want to listen to our gut, our intuition. I'm going to get woo on you for a second here, all right? All of us have the capacity of listening for safety purposes of whether or not this is the right and safe person for me to spend time with. And we just have to drop in and trust that within ourselves. So when you're ha having the typing conversations and moving over to the phone and having the phone conversation, um, Listen, if any part of it seems off, you know, like, eh, if you, any part of you is like, eh, if you're not all like, oh, I'm super excited and yes, like a hard yes, like an excited yes, then listen to that and don't let your horniness override your instincts and your intuition, right? Don't allow your like, oh, but I really want to explore this and I've been bit. I think about this forever and this is the only opportunity I'm ever going to have. And, and this person doesn't think I'm a weirdo or a freak and you know, yes, let's, let's, let's do it. No, if you don't feel all of you feel okay about it, meaning like it feels really good for you, then the answer is should be no and move on to the next person because this isn't about, oh, I can kind of get my needs met. In the world of BDSM, you either get your needs met or you don't get your needs met. There is no, well, I kind of got my needs met. It's very black or white. And, and I say this, and coming from me, who is the, you know, the woman who lives in the world of gray, <laughs> I tried put everything in the gray. Where are all the options? Zip possibilities. That's how I work. All right. There is no maybe. It's either a yes or it's a no. You need to trust that. Because for safety reasons, you need to trust that. This is about establishing safety and trust. And if your gut is telling you that it's no, respect the gut. Okay? I'll dive into what are some of the, you know, personality red flags um, when we go into find your dream sub and or find your dream dom. Um, but I just, I think I just really want you to understand that concept of trusting your gut, trust your gut, trust your gut. It's either a yes or a no. There is no maybe in BDSM, <laughs> right? There is no maybe. All right. Now, 
What are your safety protocols when dating? This is very, very important. Now, for a couple of different reasons. One, no one wants to have a sociopath, an actual true psychopath, sociopathic murderer, tie you up and chop you up into little pieces. <laughs> right? Because that's not sexy. That does not end the date well. Okay, so in all areas, not, you know, and I, I'm not making BDSM more dangerous than other areas, but the truth is, is that every segment of the dating world, there are predators and there are prey, and you don't want to be a predator or a prey. You don't want to be anybody's prey, okay? And you certainly don't want to be a predator. Not unless it's been established and there's consent about that. Okay? <laughs> All right. So you really, really need to make sure that you have safety protocols when you're in the dating process. Because I found and I've under and I've learned through the years of my own personal experience as well as working with many other people in this who are in this area, is that when we set up our safety protocols, anybody that may be predatory or have a non-honorable intention behind what they were planning on doing, you are not easy prey. So look, so we're going to look at the predator prey from, from the animal kingdom, for example, so that you can kind of understand um, a little more. When we... If you look at the animal kingdom, the animal kingdom, the predators, so the apex predators, so let's go with lions, right? A lion will not attack a full-grown, healthy wildebeest. That's just dumb. However, the lions will attack the baby wildebeest or the old wildebeest or an injured wildebeest. So, you want to make sure that you are always seen as a full grown, strong adult wildebeest. <laughs> wildebeest. <laughs> okay. Therefore, the predators are going to not be like, yeah, you're, you're too much work. So even if you happen to, your gut didn't give you the warning signs and you happen to be in a situation where you're like, oh dear, um, board mission. Because you're going to create these protocols, it will make you so that you are not a wounded wildebeest or, uh, you know, a, a, a baby wildebeest, okay? So here are important protocols. You want to have a, a, first of all, you want to tell somebody in your life that where you're going. You don't have to tell them what you're doing, but just so that they know that you are going on a date or that you're going at this place and that you need a check-in, okay? And guys, this is important for you too. And, you know, like normally I usually don't have to say these, these things to the guys, but if you're coming, showing up as a submissive um, and you're planning on letting somebody tie you up, you need to make sure that she's not psychotic or a sociopath or any of those things. So you need to actually look at your own safety as well, okay? 
there's a thrill in the fact that you're going to give over your power, but there's also, you want to make sure that you're giving over your power to the right person that is trustworthy. So you need these uh, protocols in place as well. All right. So here are some of my safety protocols and you can adapt them however you see fit, but they have worked for years and have kept me very, very safe. All right. So one, I tell somebody where I'm going. Two, I tell them that uh, for me to do a phone check-in with them, um, you know, either, you know, do a check-in like a couple minutes in, you know, like half, 15 minutes into the, the, the date or um, after a certain amount of time afterwards that they have to check, I have to have checked in with them, um, heard and not just texted them because that's really important. Somebody can take my phone and pretend to be me. Um, so they actually have to hear my voice. And we have a code word that makes sure that if I'm in trouble, for whatever reason, if I get, if I'm in trouble, um, that I have a code word and they know what that code word is. And if they hear that code word, they're immediately to contact the police immediately. Now I've never had to use the danger factor of my protocols because I have them in place. Um, that being said, long time ago, years and years ago, before, you know, I was as safe as I am. Um, I always have a phone conversation with people now because of this. Um, I was supposed to meet a girl because I'm bisexual and pansexual. Um, so I was supposed to meet a girl. We never talked on the phone. I went to a restaurant we were supposed to meet at. She never showed up. I felt really like something was off. Somebody was watching me. Um, I knew that something was off and I could feel it in my gut. So this is where my gut came in. So instead of driving directly home, I ended up driving to my boyfriend's work at that point and stayed until he was done work. Um, and then we took the long way home and made sure that no one was following us. I got home to an email saying, it was really nice watching you. You're really, really beautiful. Okay. Creepy. <laughs> Super creepy. All because I didn't insist on making, having sure that we have a phone call to make sure that the person is who they say they are. And if I, and I would have felt if they weren't safe. There's lots of people who I've never met in person because on the phone call, red flags came up and my gut said, nope. And I just trusted that. So it's important to create your protocols. Now, when you're going to go play with somebody, especially if this is like the first time you're playing with somebody, um, you need to tell somebody that you're playing with so-and-so. Um, if you don't have a safe person to do that, you just need to tell them that, hey, um, you don't need to give them the details, but you're going to be like, hey, I'm going over to blah, blah, blah. I'm a little worried. Um, if you don't hear by, I'm back by this time tomorrow, please uh, come looking for me. <laughs> like, you don't, it'd be great if you had like a safety buddy that's in the kink BDSM world. And, and hopefully you'll go create that when you go join FetLife so that you can have, you know, your safety 
kinky Betty. Um, but if you don't, then you still need to have somebody know that, hey, you need to pay attention. And if I don't, if you don't, if I don't check in, please uh, come find me. Especially when we got like bondage, blindfolds, you know, all sorts of impact play. I don't know if you're like gonna do like a kidnapping fantasy. Like there's so many different things that you can get into in the world of BDSM and kink. You really wanna make sure that someone is aware that you are doing it so that you can then, they can check in on you, okay? Because what am I all about? Safety, safety, safety. <laughs> safety is sexy. Safety is sexy. Say it with me. Safety is sexy. Safety is sexy. Safety, 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 safety. <laughs> All right? Always, always, always. Now, next piece of this dating process is while you're negotiating. So, for example, I would go on a date with somebody. First of all, I would vet them online, then have a phone call then have a coffee date, then I would sit down and have, uh, let's go over our hard limits list together so that we can establish what's going on between us to see if we're a good fit. And then I might, and then I would play. I wouldn't play until all those things were done. And the reason is, is that I make that choice so that my vagina doesn't make bad choices and doesn't put me in dangerous situations. Because my vagina's not really good discerner sometimes. <laughs> She's like, I'm horny, they're hot, let's do this. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Everyone who's listening to me knows exactly what I'm talking about. Your genitals are not allowed to make life decisions for you. Anytime they do, it usually gets us in trouble. So I make sure that I don't have, okay, we're going to have sexy time after we do, you know, that, that that's all I'm thinking about. I need to make sure that my brain and my body is like, this is the right person. This is a good fit. This is, I'm moving from a place of logic instead of a place of lust. Once logic has said, green light, go for it. Then all that lust, woo, she can be unleashed. <laughs> And it's time for fun. But until that happens, it's really important to make sure that she does it as in she being my vagina, doesn't get to make the decisions. So while you're going through that process of meeting and negotiating, and you're especially when you're beginning to play, you want to make sure that you show up as yourself especially up into the, in the negotiation space until the play establishment has happened. What are the rules? What are the protocols? What are the expectations? Because you don't want, especially submissives, okay? Submissives will show up and they are just horny to please you. And they just want to say yes to everything that you say. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they get in themselves into trouble because they end up doing things that are not beneficial or safe or things that they really are ready to do because they just want to please you. So you want to make sure that everybody doesn't show up in their roles, power roles. Everybody shows up as their normal self so that you can negotiate 
clearly what it is that you're both agreeing to. The other thing is, is that you need to be sober. Meaning not high, not drunk. You need to be stone cold sober. Because you cannot make rational decisions and you need to make logical decisions. The same reason that I don't let my vagina make the choices. <laughs> I'm certainly not gonna get high and make my life choices based on what I think is a brilliant idea in that moment because I'm drunk or high, right? You need to be of right mind to actually make the choices of what kind of activities you are willing to engage in. Because again, BDSM is amazing and fun and incredible, but it also can be incredibly dangerous if you don't know what you're doing and you can't say no, and you can't communicate what's happening, um, and you can't do that if you're under the influence of any sort, okay? So sober, sober, sober. And I'm gonna say this statement, and there's no judgment in this statement, but it's very important to understand. If the idea of being able to engage sexually, whether it's from a kink perspective, a dating perspective, and the only way that you feel that you have the courage to do so is if you're under the influence, then it's time to come spend some time with me and let's do some coaching to fix that. Um, to fix whatever's going on that you feel that you aren't good enough showing up as you are and the anxiety that might be going on um, if you're having anxiety issues or nervousness issues or all these things. Because if you can't do those things, then you shouldn't get into some places. You might get yourself into some really uncomfortable and abusive and volatile and dangerous situations. Okay? So please come see me so that we can fix that. So the only good thing, the only things that you have to share and say about your experiences in the kink world is just they're fun and they're epic. Okay? Now, you want to go over yourself, your hard limits list, so everybody's on the same page. Um, and some people like to have contracts, um, a month contract, a play time, a play scene contract, uh, a six-month contract, a year contract. Like Some people really enjoy the safety that goes along with negotiating a contract of what everybody's rules are, what's everybody's roles, what's everybody's expectations are. And once that's all basically ironed out in the contract, then everybody can feel safe into play and just relaxing into the play. So that's one way of, of dropping into that place. Um, another way is just negotiating pre every time you play um you know what is what are the roles what are the expectations what is everybody agreeing to um you know what how, how do we feel about stuff right um these are the activities that we're looking to do how do we feel about it so um but i do think that there needs whether it's a a contract overall contract or a pre-negotiation before playtime each and every each playtime, I think it's incredibly important to have that ability to negotiate and have those conversations. All right. Safety, safety, safety. Safety is sexy. Safety is sexy. Safety is sexy. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> 
want you to hear that little song in your head while you're going through this process. Like, oh, what was that Empress guy's stupid safety song? <laughs> All right. So I want to leave you with some thoughts beyond safety is sexy. All right. Is that you want to listen to your intu intuition and your gut super important. You want to know what it is that you want. Make sure you go through that process of that hard limits list and getting to figure out who you are and what it is that you're wanting and what you're looking for. Um, and ask for what you want and don't let the, the possibility of lust make your decision. Lust is, will show up, I promise you. Quiet it down so that you can make rational, logical, um, decisions. And once you've agreed, then, then you can unleash lust and the excitement of the thrill that you've been caring about desiring to explore this forever, or this is a part of who you are. And you're like, finally getting to explore it. It's exciting. It's arousing. I got it. Right. But it doesn't get to make the decision of whether or not this is the right fit. And I think it's very important. We're not looking for any fit. Not any fit will do in the realm of our BDSM dating. It's finding the right fit. So let's look at the visual. I'm going to get all fairy tale-ish on, on you, which is very rare for me. So enjoy it. All right. So Cinderella. There was a shoe. This is for all of you shoe footish people. <laughs> and foot fetish people. So there's a shoe and it only fits one foot. Well, you can't just jam any foot into that shoe because that shoe isn't going to be comfortable and it's not going to fit that shoe very well. All right. So it's finding the right fit, not the any fit. It's not one fit, one size fits all. And that's okay. It just, you need to be patient with this, right? This is where it's like, it's okay if it takes you a while to find the right people or person to play with. Because trust me, it is so worth it. So talking about that, I'm just going to leave you with a cute little story. <laughs> I. I've spent, let's see, I've spent about three months in the world of the vetting process of finding a new submissive. And um, I, I feel like we're it's still in the early stages, but I think I found my dream submissive. And we are incredibly compatible. Our fetishes and our kinks are the same. Um, He's incredibly deliciously yummy. <laughs> and, and has really good communication skills. And I have really good communication skills. So now I weeded through a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls. Um, now I've gotten really good at vetting, so I know what I want. So I've only actually had to go on a couple dates, uh, tea dates. Um, and and there was a lot of, no, sorry, we're not a good fit. Wish you the best of luck. 
nope, sorry, you're not a good fit. I wish you the best of luck. And it's worth the time that it takes to find the right fit. Because I've had enough experiences in my life at 44 to know that it's not worth the almost, the maybe. It could work. No, it always ends in drama, heartbreak, chaos, crisis. It's awful. It always ends in some kind of like, dun, dun, dun. It never ends in a, oh, and we go our separate ways. <laughs> right? So I, that's what I want to leave you with. I want to leave you with, take the time. Don't let your lust make the decisions. The right fit. There is the right fit for everybody. There's so many different desires and kinks and explorations of possibilities when it comes to human sexuality that there is somebody or many people, depending on how you roll, um, that will fit perfectly. And when those things fit beautifully, it's incredible. It's epic. It's, 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 I don't even know. It's beyond words. It's amazing. It's amazing. Okay. So now if you're like, well, I'm not sure how to do all this guy and I need your support. That's what I'm here for. You can come see me at, for all of your BDSM and kink needs, you can come see me at empressgaia.com for all your holistic sexual wellness needs, um, which may overlap with your kinky needs. Um, you can see me at succulentliving.com. And, um, I have a fantastic course coming up. It's a guided course this fall on BDSM and Kink 101. It's a seven-week course of us helping you dive into figuring out who you are, what is it you want, what makes you tick, what's your kinks, what's your, you know, what's your things, right? So that you can like lean into figuring out where you need to be and who you need to find. All right. So again, you can find all of those links on the in the show notes on my website um, under my blog section for my orgasmic life, as well as you can find the descriptions in the show notes of wherever you're listening to me. You can find my orgasmic life on your all of your favorite um, all of your favorite podcast platforms: Spotify, Google, Apple. You know. There, it's everywhere. And um, you can uh, find me on all of the social media under Gaia Morissette or Empress Gaia. And finally, I lovingly invite you that when you reach out to me, that you reach out to me in a professional capacity. I am not available for having anybody's babies. I'm not available for dating. I'm not available for sex. And I'm not available for marriage. All right, that's it. That's all. Thanks for hanging out with me. And have a very kinky, adventurous day. Bye-bye.